Um, (laughs) She's not truly narcoleptic, but she's close. So I have her standing up. Welcome to Love in Brief, an ABDL advice podcast focused on issues of love. RNT, what kind of issues of love? Love for self. Oh, yeah, we got that one. Love for others. Lots of that. Love for community. Yep. Romantic love. You betcha. We have just so many prodigious scales of love. It's like listening to Ingve Malmsteen if all he did was play ABDL love notes. I am Resonant Yes. And I am Road Not Taken. And today, our special guest is a longtime friend, an author of magnificent ABDL fiction, a, an event co-organizer, and a uh, podcast host. I am, of course, talking about the one and only Zorro. Zorro, welcome to Love and Brief. Well, hello, and thank you for having me. You're very, <laughs> very welcome here. How should we call you? Is it, do you prefer Zorro Daddy? What do you like to be called? Um, Zorro usually works. A, okay. a lot of times I'll respond to hey, or, or you, or whatever, but <laughs> hey, you, most just say Zorro or Z, or, you know, you whatever person. comes out. Yeah. Right. Well, um, we have invited you on this one because the question that we're going to get to is actually sort of an amalgam question. So some days, uh, most of the time, in fact, we read questions that are verbatim from somebody with a FetLife name or a Tumblr name who sent them in. This one um, is actually, we've gotten a handful of questions that all sort of fit together to one theme. And here is that theme, which is, I want to get, I've heard about all these events that people go to. Things like Capcom or TeddyCon or FetFest or Abdulia or you name it, Fusion, whatever. So, so you're a person who has uh, involvement in a number of different fronts. We I mentioned right at the front of this podcast that you are a content creator doing a lot of uh, ABDL fiction and publishing that. You've also uh, worked on the Cast and producing your own podcast work. Um, you've also been helping produce events. And I wonder if you could describe, and I really, I really want to get down to like 101 level here, what is an ABDL event like? Oh, um, it, it's something that really isn't as big of a deal as you make it out to be when you've never been to one. There's like this wall that you put in front of yourself, and it's not everyone, okay, but a, a lot of folks will do that. Oh my gosh, and like, this is what I've always wanted. This is what I always want to go to. And you go there, and you find out some of the most amazing things in the world. And probably the most important thing is, these are regular, everyday Joes and Janes, just like you. And they actually share something in common. They share four letters in common with you that, um, you know, that in itself is, is it's a great thing. You don't have to eventually tell them about this because they already see it that way, too. Isn't that the most amazing feeling? Yeah, it's You're so surrounded great. by otherwise perfectly normal strangers who share the most, uh, like, terrifying secret in your they life. They know your deepest, darkest they, they secret They know your already. thing. Absolutely. They are just as, just as strange about it as you are. And this is a good kind of strange. So it's a good thing. And um, there's many different kinds of events. Did you want me to... Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, you've got munches everywhere. And you've got, uh, we have the hotel conventions now. We have Capcom that's in the spring every year. So let me distinguish real quick. So for, okay. for somebody who's never been to an event, what's a munch? Ah, okay, a munch. A munch is when you meet and have lunch. 
So you no. put the words together. Oh. Munch. No, it's two words. Does it have now, to be lunch? Actually, no. It it nor- more often than not, it isn't a mu- it isn't lunchtime. A lot of the munches that I know of, they made in the evenings. Okay. However, uh, Mako, who is famous from many things too, but the Big Little Podcast being you know the big one, uh, he's had a long running munch. It's the DC Little's Munch. It meets the second Saturday of every month, and they meet at a at a particular restaurant down in uh, in the Maryland area there. And they do meet at lunchtime. I think oh. it's 2 p.m. How do people find out about munches? Munches, well, there's several different ways. Um, you get onto FetLife. And actually, I'll give you a wonderful tool. And it's not really self-serving to do this. I'm just trying to get the information out there. Get onto my profile, Zorro Daddy, on FetLife. Okay, it's 10 letters straight. Go down to the groups that I lead and look for the ultimate directory of ABDL FetLife groups. It's a listing of about 2,000 groups that I have found on uh, on FetLife uh, that have something to do with ABDL. And a lot of them are by location. Uh, strange little town, Iowa, will have an ABDL munch. Another way to do it is get onto a website known as findamunch.com. Oh. Those are and two show... If we had show notes, those would be in them. I don't know how to do show notes, so we don't, but those <laughs> right would be in them for sure. It's a pretty self-explanatory site right yeah, there. Find it tells you exactly what you need. Yeah. You bet. And that's global. The lady who does that, Joy Spreader, I believe her name is on FetLife, Phenomenal soul. She does it around the globe. It's a, it's a, it's just absolutely fantastic. Wow. I would say the best way to get involved is truly to get involved. Uh, people aren't going to be like, hey there, come come to this event if they don't know that you exist. Right. So a great tool is to get onto FetLife. Uh, take a look at this. Uh, for instance, we'll do some of the bigger ones. Um, Abdulia. I do believe there is a, a group that they have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So you get on these. You get on the the, the groups of you know, these different events and get onto my directory. You'll find them all. Capcom has, has a group page. Tenicon. And this is the Chicago age players convention. Capcom. Right. Usually takes also, place in the spring in yeah, Chicago. Takes, in the Chicago area. Yep. Teddycon takes place in uh, the Lehigh Valley. It's Allentown yep. area near Philly. Yep. And that's literally the setup for it begins tomorrow. It's the middle of October every year. I know. Thank you for staying up late for us. I know you have to oh, no early and do that. No what about uh, on the West Coast? I know there's a big one in California. Yes, uh, West Coast Jungle Gym. They just did theirs in September. Yeah. And that group also exists on FetLife. And yeah. I believe that that's going to be their standard. It'll be the beginning of September. And uh, it's usually a weekend. It begins be it a Thursday or a Friday and then goes until Sunday at some point. And a great way to get started with it is to get on to those groups. They, all the groups ask you for introductions if you want to give them. Let people know who you are. Suddenly you'll get messages from people yeah. who don't live too far away. When they know you exist, this is a great starting point. Yeah. Um, none of those are by invitation that I'm aware. Uh, it, it is all open, but you know, it, it certainly they need to know who the people are that attend the events. So become active. FetLife is, a, is probably your number one stop, but don't forget about dailydiapers.com, which still exists. That's been around for... <laughs> Thank you for the reminder. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been a around daily for reminder quite some time. That's for and, sure. And I know Tumblr, we have certainly found quite a community on Tumblr as well. So you if you're not you. currently exploring Tumblr for connections, it's not just a place to look at uh, magnificent content. It's also a good place to meet people. We've made some great friends through mm-hmm. Tumblr. You bet. So I, I want to be a little bit unpopular here and say, um, typically, when you ask people about how to get involved, you get this hierarchy, which is like, join FetLife, then go to Munches, uh, and you join FetLife in order to find the Munches. Then you go to an event, and then now you know everybody. And I'm going to push back on that, and here's why. There isn't a prescribed path for everybody. And we actually found that the Munches for us were more intimidating 
than the events, which I know sounds weird, but we found that our best way in was we happened to get on FetLife, and there are other sites, as you mentioned, like Daily Diapers, other sites where you uh, Tumblr, where you might meet people. But once we'd met a couple of people we thought were interesting, we actually chose to chat with them via Skype and c- create one-on-one connections. Then we met with those people in person in their location. So we would go out for lunch or drinks or whatever, you know, nothing terribly committal. Then we went to an event that they were a part of. And we bypassed munches. Munches for us were more intimidating than events. So all this to say, and I'm just jumping way ahead, Zorro, but um, there isn't a prescribed path. And anybody who tells you you have to go FetLife, chat, munch, event, <laughs> uh, there, is, there, there isn't one right way. And you might, as we did, you might find munches to be less representative of what it is you're looking for than a giant event. We went to Fet Fest. That was our first event, which was a f- massive festival. It's now defunct, unfortunately, but Dark Odyssey Fusion has certainly taken its rightful place, where we saw every fetish under the sun in three days. And that was our way in. And that was much less scary for us than being in a group of 12 people at an Applebee's or whatever. Mm. Right. That makes good sense. Uh, there, there are a great many ways. And, and you're right, there, there is no right way to do it. That's, that's, that's a wonderful way of looking at it uh, because we're not all the same. Uh, you know, some folks, uh, we, we actually, at the Llama Munch, we were just talking about this. Like, when somebody new shows up, the real truth of it is the first time you show up, you're going to be a stranger because yeah. you've just shown up. And what we say to folks is, you know, uh, you will find people to talk to, and the next time around you'll find more people to talk to, but maybe a munch isn't the way to go. Clearly, you just gave an example right there. Uh, maybe you're not somebody that face-to-face is the, is the way to start. Maybe it is something that's better where you, know, you, you post something in a group you know, on, on a website, and that's the way to go. Whatever it is that you find yourself most comfortable with, that would be the right thing to do first. Yeah. And from there, you, you'll find the pathways. You'll meet a lot of amazing folks, for yeah. sure. And so there, there's this natural sort of process of simultaneously vetting for two things are you safe and do we share an affinity and that happens in every social group regardless of your interest this is not a kink thing are you safe is a process of are you going to out me are you going to take try and take advantage of me are you even the person who you claim to be these are all basic security questions you're asking about meeting somebody you don't know and this happens in every party, every experience, everywhere. The other one is affinity. Do we share something in common that brings us together? So that happens. I, the way we chose to do it was to do it um, by first meeting people in a digital context through, t- through things like Tumblr and FetLife, where we could read their posts. And we could see sort of anonymously, do they tend to feel like safe, sane people? So that's question one. And question two, do they tend to seem to share things that we care about beyond just the padding underneath your uh, denim. Yeah, sure. Um, Great. Then we would reach out. And our next level of vetting was, could we exchange private messages? And did did those two paths, did they seem to continue being safe and continue to have an affinity? And then it was, could we meet up via Skype? And then we get to see each other and say, are you behaving in a way that seems safe? And are you behaving in a way that shows me affinity? And then it became, would you like to meet up in person somewhere near you? You know, we both travel a lot, so next time we're in your neighborhood. And then we get to see, do you feel safe in person? Do you feel like we have an affinity? And sometimes people would drop off there. 
because it was like, oh, everything was great until we got together, and then we realized we have nothing in common. There's no chemistry, um, se- sexual friendship. Otherwise, it was fine, but you know. And then, if if indeed we felt it, we would move on. So, I'm curious when you go to an event, and I'm thinking in in this case of more of a ho- sort of hotel takeover style like Capcon or, or TeddyCon. How do you judge safe and affinity in a group of that size? Well. Um, safe and affinity, uh, well, well, affinity is, uh, th- that's always going to be a bit of a personal thing. Um, you're going to know what the spectrum is. Here's what the event is about, okay? And, and, and here are the boundaries, and uh, there's, there's a wealth of information. It's really about an information hunt. So you're going you're gonna to find some of the affinities. Safe is across the board. That's not going to be different from one person to the next because... While there is everyone's personal responsibility to keep things safe, that's also something that the event coordinators are going to take seriously as well. And I, I can speak intelligently about TeddyCon in that, um, that they uh, have security, just in, in regards to physical safety. And uh, I, I think safety is, while it is a practical thing, it is also a condition of the mind. Uh, you will feel safe when you feel a bit more comfortable. And uh, there's a great many opportunities. Simple things, activities, crafts. There are classes for newbies. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that, uh, that, can, that can enable you to just simply be a little more comfortable sitting in this chair. And when that works, hey, that's great. Then you'll be able to get up and walk over and say hello to somebody. And once you've met that one person, the first person, which likely is somebody who's running the thing, then they introduce you to someone else. Mm -hmm. We tend to do this a lot, uh, but we also bear in mind that there are some people who are very comfortable leaning up against the wall, just enjoying the view. Yeah. When Uh, they're ready, that's, that's, that's really the big thing. It's gauging when someone's ready and you give them the safe environment and you take it seriously. You take it very seriously when you're putting something together. I would say another aspect of safety that I've noticed, um, at the events we've gone to is we've never gone to an event that was of that scale that hasn't had security who kind of already knew the deal and they're all very very discreet and very kind and very um you can i feel i've just felt safe you can tell they're there for your benefit and it's just uh it's just a really nice thing to have. I, I know it's a different kind of safety that we're talking about, but um, right. it's sort of, for, for me at least, just knowing that there's sort of, it's like knowing the door's locked so you can watch a scary movie. It's like knowing that the front gate's safe so yeah. you can sort of explore safety in other ways. And, and I'll just call out, thank you for pointing that out, because uh, things like Abdulia, Teddy Khan, um, Capcon, uh Dark Odyssey, you are welcome, and I would encourage you to ask beforehand if you have concerns about things like safety and privacy, what are your policies? And my personal experience as somebody who, much like many of you, has a lot to lose uh, were this to become a huge public spectacle, um, my experience has been they have overthought this for you. But please do ask the question and push on it. When people bring their cell phones in, do you have to put a sticker over the lens? Because that would be really helpful. Well, they sure do at Capcom, I can tell you that. Well, when somebody does violate a safety protocol of any kind, do you have dedicated staff? My goodness, we do. 
we do have actually, here's the staff that takes care of that, and here's how they take care of it. Well, do you have uh, any policemen that you've hired? We do. Here's how we take care of our security force. Well, are they informed before the event of what kind of event this is? So they're not the ones taking pictures and being weird about it. Well, yes, they're the same people who are invited back every year, and we vet them, and blah, blah, blah. Please ask those questions for yourself, because I think you'll find that the staff of these events has tried even harder than your and my paranoid brain to think about every way this might go wrong. But I can't speak to every event in every chapter, so do your research. I will also, I'll also put into that that not only should you ask those questions, believe me when I tell you that event organizers, they want you to ask those questions. Yes. Because it then creates something, let's say on FetLife, where somebody has asked a question about a, a very important point that they're trying to make sure everybody knows, and here's another wonderful opportunity to do it. You know, bear in mind that, you know, if there are 50 questions that go up there, that, it isn't an instantaneous response, but it is still a response, and it's a wonderful thing. You're doing nothing wrong. You're actually helping the event by continuing to ask those questions and to ask for details. This is yeah. a great thing. That's right. It's sort of like a hackathon, right? You're trying to find your... You, they want to know about any potential flaws in their security, and you're going to alert them. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, so one last question is, um, for people who, who like R&T and others who do prefer to sort of dip their toe in uh, before they dunk their whole body in, <laughs> uh, is there an opportunity at something like TeddyCon... Uh, or Capcom, where you don't you don't have to stay in the hotel and be sort of twenty four hours a day immersed into this. Is there another way? Um, yes, uh, events like TeddyCon and Capcom. At this point, they take over the entire facility, it, and it, it it includes the lobby. It includes the whole nine yards. Um, it, it's a personal choice. I mean, some people they strip down to the diapers and the onesies, and they got the pacifier, and here they come, and they're bouncing all over the place, and they're having a good time. You can go down there in a t-shirt and jeans and you can take a look. You can watch from afar. There are also, um, I think that's the case for Capcom as well. There's also an overflow hotel where you don't yeah. actually have to be in. And it, it is necessary because trust me when I tell you, these conventions sell every room. Oh yeah, they get It eventually gets to a point where they have to have an overflow hotel. Yeah. Plus the thing is when you need a break, um, you can go to your room. Or, or you can go, uh, you know, uh, sit in the atrium. I, yeah. I know at Capcom, they do have a quiet area yeah. where it's a room. It, it's You go in, there is a crib in there, but, like, you go in, and it's quieter for those who, you know, don't enjoy having 8,000 people run around them and make all kinds of noise. And I'm not saying that's how it always is. But, you know, if you do get overloaded, you know, there are ways to uh, just take a step back and take a breather. And chances are when you do that, you're going to find other people right there who, who are doing the exact same thing that you're doing for the exact same reason. And that right there just might help you learn uh, that feeling of safety, mm -hmm. that you're not the only one. I know that last year when we went to uh, Capcom, there was something called the nap room. Yes. And past a certain area, <laughs> oh, you weren't so allowed great. to talk to to anyone. And there were just huge pillows and stuffed animals and I probably spent an inordinate 30 amount of time 30% of your time there. there, yeah. It was wonderful. It's so, a good place to be. So this is magnificent and we choose, actually we stay in the Overflow Hotel last year mm -hmm. and we stayed off-site the first year because we like to dip our toe in before we go in full body and that is totally okay. Other folks, they say, I'm going to buy a, a room, but then they end up disappearing to their room a lot because they like to have that privacy. Other folks, they stay in the middle of the action the whole time. All of that is okay. 
Zoro, thank you for the introduction for how to get involved in events. Thank you very much for having me. I, I do appreciate it. And I also want to thank you guys for, for doing this fantastic podcast that you're doing. you got a lot of wonderful topics that are very helpful to people who are just extremely curious, but also to people who are incredibly timid and everyone in between. So what you're doing is a really, really good thing, and I thank you very much for it. I do appreciate it, as, as does the whole community. Likewise. And actually, so we just recorded tonight uh, with Zora. So this is a first, which is we recorded on his podcast and then he came on ours. So look forward to that whenever he decides to put it out. In the meantime, um, if you have questions you want to submit for Love and Brief, please send them via our Tumblr page. That's resonantyes.tumblr.com. Or if you want to get more involved, uh, join us on our FetLife group, Love and Brief Podcast uh, on FetLife, and tell us not only about topics, but about uh, other thoughts on current discussions and even other uh, expertise that you might like to bring to Love and Brief. RNT, anything else you want to add? Um, have a good Monday. <laughs> Mondays, huh, guys? Mondays. There you go. Mondays. This has been another edition of Love and in brief.